0: Welcome to the 20 Podcast. After the gig stories and before the gig music prep with everything in between. I'm your host, DJ Spider. DJ Spider! That's right. What is happening, everybody? Welcome to the 20 Podcast. Shout out to all my 20 family that has been listening since day one. We're on the 11th episode. Shout out to all my Beat Source originals, all my beat sorcerers Uh, that's what i'm calling you okay you guys are beat sorcerers you're like uh you're like harry potter okay you're casting the musical spell um all you guys your your questions your comments your support it's been amazing i really appreciate it we're growing this podcast together and it's been really dope um to get all of your feedback from every episode um you know, I want this podcast to like help people and not just be us talking about stuff. So, the past few have been really cool with the music organization and a lot of the stories you've been telling. So, thank you guys for the feedback on that. Um, and for everyone just joining the party, if you've never listened before, let me break it down for you. This is what we're doing here every week. We have a special guest in the studio who shares their stories, their insights, their experiences, and they also help us by going through. Some of these newly released songs that are featured on the 20 playlist on Beatsource.com. Okay, so go peep that. We're going through about three to five songs today with our special guest, who I'll introduce in a second. If you read the description, you already know, so it's like a spoiler alert. But uh, Also, we want to thank the amazing team at Beatsource. Beatsource is the new digital music service for open format DJs. It goes way beyond a digital DJ pool. And with the new features they're rolling out this year, they're going to literally change the game, I think, with Link and some other stuff that's coming. So stay tuned. If you haven't been on beatsource.com yet, go explore it. they got amazing curated playlists, uh, all kinds of music, way beyond just, like, you know, the newest stuff. It's got old, new, big room, small room, everything you need. We got it on BeatSource. So go check that, all right? And now I want to introduce our special guest to you. Today is the 20th day of January in the year 2020 on the 20 podcast. We got so much 20 going on. It's crazy, okay? And for this episode, we got someone special. In the studio today, we've got a man who is first and foremost, he's a highly skilled DJ. He's a well-rounded DJ. He's a DJ with great taste, is what I would say. He he likes... Things of fine fine taste, whether it's food, music, surfing, amazing waves from probably New Zealand to the West Coast. I just made that up. I don't know if he's surfed in New Zealand, but I think he has. And he's going to tell us about it, okay? He's also a producer. He puts out really dope music. And he's half of the group Live Evil with DJ Marvel from Vancouver, Canada. Shout out to Marvel. And uh, we want to introduce to you, he also has... One other thing that people know him for—he works at Serato. He's a savior to the DJs around the globe. Okay, he saves the DJs' night, which in turn saves your night. So you guys got to thank this guy. Please give it up for Cut Corners. Oh, that's thank you, guys. Give him a warm welcome, please.
1: Thank you, Spider.
0: That's right. Thank you. I
1: love you all. (laughs)
0: <laughs> come on guys okay sit down All right, right. sit down Woo! oh that guy oh, loves man. you <laughs>
1: hey shout out that's that guy. a
0: big fan that's a big fan yo cut corners thank you for being here thank you very I much, much for appreciate having it. me yeah of course um we are excited to have you on the 20 podcast today we're gonna go over music like i said and then we're gonna talk about some things, kind of follow up from past podcasts, the past few, we had a lot of music organization talk, which sounds boring, but a lot of people out there liked it, so um, we'll get into that, but we want to hear about what's happening in your life, um, your music production, all that stuff, and then some stuff on the Serato front, you know, we got Serato DJ Pro, but we also got Serato Studio, so we want to talk about that, of course, um, but first... Let's go through these songs, all right? Are you ready for that? I'm ready. This is
1: The 20 with DJ Spider, presented by BeatSource.
0: That's right. This nice. is The 20.
1: This is so professional. I just got to say this.
0: Very professional, okay? And for all you guys out there, you're not watching on YouTube, I'm doing this shit live, okay? It's totally live. I'm using my DJ skills right here. I'm not editing this. It's amazing. I mean, we might edit it later, but <laughs> <laughs> for now... It's not all right, um, yo. So the twenty. Let's see. We got a bunch of songs. The, the people at Beat Source picked twenty songs. We can't go through all of them, otherwise that would be the entire podcast. So let's pick a few right here. Um, I'm gonna start off with something that I, I had not heard before. Just came out. The new two chains with Future. I don't know if you heard this song. Let's see.
1: Okay.
0: I Let's let it breathe Let it breathe Halloween. <laughs> 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 she got a straight pig walking. I get the dead me black. I get the handheld racket. I never count a man packet. I get through the red tape. I'm about to race the red race. Dressing like a i am show and grow dread like it. I get long. Dead, I, should, I take a six. Okay. okay. I'm, I'm gonna going to go to the chorus real quick. Here we go. I see dead me and walk. I see dead me and walk. I
1: see dead me and walk. I see me
0: and I see dead. Some M. Night Shyamalan type. Yeah. <laughs> he sees Dead Man walking. All right, Two Chains of Future. Sounds like, you know, could be a big club track. It's a little scary. Sounds like Halloween vibes. Love that. Shit. Can but I, swear, I mean. By the way,
1: I just want to shake before we. You- what? Am I allowed to say cuss words on this?
0: Oh hell yeah! Okay, Fuck yeah, yeah bro! Right, good, good, good. <laughs> yeah, you can say whatever you want. We're we're pot We'll bleep you out if we need to. But uh,
1: oh, there goes Future did a yeah. so fast. I'm playing
0: dirty versions here.
1: OK? <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's kind of dope. I mean, they're put on like weird voices, like almost like Future does a weird voice for the chorus, and then has his normal voice for the rap part.
1: I love it. <laughs>
0: like, that doesn't even sound like Future, really. I think and that's two de- chains on, on it. He's doing a real weird voice. De- yeah. de- all right, yeah. dope. Well, good job, guys. Two Chain and Future, Dead Man Walking. So you could play that right after um, the Baby and Trippy Red Death, and then you'll just be really. I'm here for that. Spicing up the night. <laughs> Definitely. Um, all right, let's move on to the next. We got something on this dancehall vibe. No, no, An OG no. in the game, Buju Banton. Murder, she wrote What is going on? Alright Well, i murder, she wrote Kick can like the bullet from a 45 cold I got a thousand sons blonde oh, 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 of oh. blood spawn Turn it up a notch and take it to a higher phone Wait. Murder, and I can to a from smart you definitely
1: see why they where these songs were on the uh, top twenty. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, this one is dope. This is uh, it's from the Bad boy soundtrack. All oh, right, which I don't know, if, like DJ Khaled, like executive produced or something. I don't know, but I know he's super into reggae and bringing OGs. Out so Buju bontan I mean, classic dancehall artist, and the beat sounds like new kind of that yeah. new dancehall sound. But that's tight, I could definitely hear a lot of remixes uh, by DJs coming out from that song, too. It's a hard rhythm, I like that rhythm. Shout to whoever made that rhythm. All right, um, all right, let's move on. Let's get into some dance music here. The song is called Educational. gonna learn something right now
1: almost sounds like a ovio majid or a party something
0: yeah the artist is sunano
1: I hope I'm gonna be able to answer your questions uh, spider.
0: That's why I put this on. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty dope drop. The bass is crazy. Oh. Yeah, it's funny. This is almost like pseudo katra Yeah, it's you're like right. A continuation of almost the- like a m- uh, more quantized Kaitranada. Yeah. But it's funky. Like it sounds like it might just. Yeah, you don't know what it's gonna turn into from the beginning. Is it the same person rapping as singing? You know how this uh, EDM world works. I don't know. Not a lot of people get credit for the vocals. It could be, but I don't know. It just says sunano, educational. So that's your guys' job out there. Tell us who's uh, rapping and singing. Mm. <clears> on. <throat> okay, that's pretty dope. That could be good for events, you know, certain kind of clubs. I'm feeling it.
1: Like a one fifteen BPM banger, right?
0: Exactly one sixteen. Hey, so wasn't bad. Your uh, internal BPM clock is, <laughs> pretty spot on. All right, let's see. Um, <clears throat> you know who Muramasa is? I sure do. Really dope, right? Oh man, big fan. And I feel like he is good at taking risks because, like, when he first came out, I'm like, what even is this music? It's just super dope. It was like beat, drum, bass-driven type stuff, but with Rapping and sing I mean just everything right When he came out So he has all this new music out <clears throat> That's completely different Uh This song's called Deal with it Deal with it It's Sounds like right. you know trying to, trying to pronounce that W-I-V right there <laughs> Deal with it Hey all Oi Oi right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> I got free Walking I walk to the shop I bop and take it steady
1: Go chippy shop yeah
0: <laughs> Fighting with my sisters in the house She's on the couch Don't move much it's almost like rock, you know, like rock with Gang of Four or some shit. It's got slow tie rapping on it. Oh, yeah, that dude. Three quid. That's three pounds, in case you are wondering. If you look up, three quid. Oh, shit. What's well, about to happen? That's like way different from his other stuff Oh yeah it's crazy sure. And I heard some other songs from it too It's like completely different But I mean I have so much respect for him to do that Just be like you know what I want to make this kind of shit now Yeah You know
1: And uh, you know what yeah. I, I mean I was a big fan of LCD Sound System
0: This sounds like LCD Sound System Right <clears throat> You're the totally English. right Yeah you're right Crazy The beat 100% Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Good job, guys. Let's see. Should we we pop one more in there? Why not? Okay. Should we do one that seems to be blowing the F up right now? Let's see. And this song also has the most amazing intro ever. Oh.
1: (laughs) Is
0: Is that a person? Gotta be the best thing ever
1: putting out the coupe at the light turning for 12 fox white buzzing out the bells at the back i just hit the light with the sounds like a rich person asked me <laughs>
0: sounds like a rotty rich person
1: <laughs> definitely i got the mojo deals we been tramping Got a lot of controversy recently for uh, saying he didn't listen to some classic rappers. He was like not into Biggie or Pac. Is that
0: right? Oh really? Yeah. I didn't hear that. I don't even know why I care. But at this point, I feel like does that matter? I mean, Biggie like and Pac, 18, right? Like when we were coming up, let's say what mid '90s or mid '2000s. What was thirty years before that? Were You you know what I mean? Like, were you expected to be up on that? Like, like, I only listen to Malay Mal. He's the best rapper of all time. (laughs) And he is so important. And he is, but... Right, but exactly. Like, that would have been... In the year 2000, it would have been 1970. You should have been listening to that. Like, no. Because the 90s are 30 years ago. Like, what do you... I don't fault him for that. Yes, I do think that it is important for you to, like, know the history of the music that you're making. Um... And I understand why people get upset, but I mean, I'm not going to give a kid shit. How old is he? Like 18 or 19 (laughs) or something. And also... Everyone is entitled to their own opinion.
1: Yes, exactly. How about that? Yeah, no. You're n- not if you're on Twitter. <laughs>
0: right. Yeah. You have to just shout it into the world and see what happens. Yeah. No, th- I mean, I think he's dope. So many of his songs are dope. He's super musical. I think he plays a lot of stuff himself. Like, uh, I don't know. I saw something where he was like on the keyboards playing wow. stuff. But His sense of melody is incredible. Yeah. Ballin' this, was, as soon as I
1: heard that song, I was like, this is a hit.
0: Oh, the Ballin'? Mm-hmm. Huge this part too. I played this. I did this event for uh, Zoomies um, this week. Shout out to Zoomies up in Keystone, Colorado. Shout out to my guy Sean C at Zoomies. Too. Sean C, yes, he was up there. I hung with him for two days straight. He actually sent in a question for us. Oh my uh, god! To ask you. So nice. Sean C is a big part of this show, and um, he. Uh, I played, like, there's all these kids up there. And, I mean, it's the best place to play new music because they're so into it. And uh, I played this song just all the way through. Like, this part. don't wear no shoes in my house. Oh, my God. The whole place went crazy. I'm like, damn, bitch, don't wear no shoes in my house. I mean, I mean that's just good hygiene, really. <laughs> Bottom line. That's the thing. He's just teaching you, like, etiquette. Yeah. You know, Roddy Ricch. You just wear your shoes. This of intro, that. though, dude, like this song gets stuck in my head, but this gets stuck in my head more than anything. Oh, yeah. Just for days. I'm walking around.
1: <laughs> what do you think that's meant to signify?
0: I have no idea. But like Spice Adams, you know, Instagram comedian did the funniest video. Oh, he's like, great. Doing, he's so he's good. just like, watch this. Everything goes with it. He keeps doing things. I'm like, it's amazing. Like, what is th- Like. That's why some people Rusty are bed amazing. Spring. Rusty Bedspring, I guess. <laughs> are they trying to recreate that, like um, Jersey Club shit? Yeah, w- and it was even before, like on Little John. Like, uh, oh yeah, some cut. Yeah, I was about yeah. to say <laughs> yes. Yeah, some. Um, cut. That was the original one that I remember hearing it on. Yep. Are they trying to recreate that?
1: Uh, ee, uh, ee. Dun, 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 dun.
0: All right. So for all you kids that don't listen to Biggie. But well, you listen to Trillville <laughs> yeah. Trillville's the best
1: rapper all time Fight me
0: <laughs> This is straight recorded off record too In my computer It says some cut 12 inch <laughs>
1: Awesome Yeah I got the instrumental Definitely from it Yeah well.
0: it goes I have the instrumental on here Didn't
1: this also have a uh, young pit bull? Did it? Had, On this song? It was a, a version with Pitbull. Oh, I don't know. And, you know, Pitbull at got that time. got the acapella time, here, too. What
0: is, yo, what's uh, <laughs> that's dope.
1: I need that acapella. I, I got you. You can hear the record crackle. I, like I love that.
0: Like show us all how to really give it up. Call. In the mall. Any of you DJs want to remix that? Hit me up. That's me. I got you. Just look out soon. We're here to promote the Cut Corners remix of some, some cut. cut. Uh, by the time this comes out, he'll be, be done. available on Beat Source. <laughs> yes. Okay. Can't promise, but hopefully. <laughs> yeah, um, all right. So that was it. We 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 played probably too many songs, but they were so good we couldn't stop ourselves. That was the twenty on Beat Source. And that was the twenty with DJ Spider. It was. So what do you think? You like them? Yeah, I
1: okay. was, I, I was. I'll be honest, going into it, I had had some reservations. I was, okay. like, I haven't really been staying up lately and uh, yeah. on on like the latest shit. But I, I'm glad I knew some of them, and I wasn't disappointed with the ones I didn't know. Okay, good. So I mean, especially like the future and two chains. I, I just wanted to say that I thought that one in particular had two two ingredients that I really love: future and two chains. <laughs> that, also, well, yeah, Future, I mean, I love both those for sure, but uh, Future and, like, Spooky
0: Sounds. Yes. Love a spooky, like, rap song. Spooky I, Sounds make for a good rap song. They really always.
1: do. And it's funny, because today I was watching um, on Netflix the latest series of Hip Hop Evolution. Oh, man, it's all downloaded on my iPad. I can't wait. You're in for a treat. And they talk about... Uh, they really. I mean, the best thing about that episode, that series, is that they really, they're really well researched, and they really go into like they so ask good. the right questions with the right people, yep. and it's really authentic. And that's w- what
0: Roddy Rich needs to watch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Roddy, Roddy, check it, 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 it out. Yeah, <laughs> but they talk about Memphis on the episode I watched today, and they talk about. They also talked about New Orleans before yeah. the, the first episode, but the nope. Memphis one was really interesting to me because they talk with with DJ Paul of Three Six Mafia, yeah. And they talk about his influence on this dude Spanish Fly and oh. how he was really into spooky sounds and 808s. I'm like, "Man, this is That's crazy. Is where it comes from, So is That
0: where Stay Fly came from?
1: For sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean at
0: some at some Um, point. that's crazy. Yeah, I got to I mean, the first 3 seasons are so good. I think Russell Peters is the executive producer on oh. that or he had some thing of making it happen. Yeah.
1: I could so. see that. I mean, Shad is is from well, he's from Canada from Toronto and Yeah. So, so another
0: fellow Canadian like you. Gotta plug the Can. <laughs> plug the Canadians, um, but he's also you know super successful and and great stand up comedian. But he's a DJ like a real really good one, really good DJ. Yeah, yeah I just saw him play at Bastards Barbecue in L. A. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, it was dope. And another Canadian Coach. coming to L. A. <laughs> just take just we're invading man taking over. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, that show is so good. I mean, I learned, I know a lot, you know, about hip hop and I've followed it forever since the beginning, but I learned so much from that show. It's crazy. I think it's especially cool that they ask the, they interview the people that really made it. Yeah.
1: And they have, there's no one, you can't get any more knowledge than from
0: the mouths of the people that. Some of the the people I'm like, damn, how did they find this person? Right. You know, it's nuts. Um, Great. Well, um, let's get into some things about your life. Cut Corners is on the show. As I said before, he produces, he DJs, he works for Serato, he helps other DJs in their times of need. Um, And uh, we just want to ask him a ton of questions, you know, about everything. So you just got back this we're coming off um, Nam weekend, which is like what I mean. You know, the ultimate weekend for audio people, basically, in all aspects of the music industry. Um, what, how was it,
1: you know? I'll be honest with you, man. I spent about maybe a total of 30 minutes on the show floor. Oh, yeah. Um, but, I mean, Nam is such an important place for people who are in the music industry that either work for companies or are musicians themselves is to kind of network. Yeah. And that's primarily what I did the whole time was just meetings, you know? Yeah. And uh, and the, and I, I'm, that's not a bad thing or I'm not complaining about it at all. It was really right. fantastic to be able to demo and talk and, and yeah. meet up with the people that you really like and care about and, and also speak to the people that help you do what you do. You know, the companies that, I mean, Serato is a company that doesn't make any hardware, so we definitely rely on people. To make hardware for our software to work, right? Because if
0: it's
1: <laughs> if it's not for them, you
0: know that would be bad. Yeah, it's
1: literally just you and your computer. And yeah, that's um,
0: no true. I mean, like last night, you introduced me to the guy that uh in that created the S nine mixer. Right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, that was amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So and
1: that yeah. So that guy and the other guy that you were with, Nick.
0: Yeah. So those guys worked together to create the S nine.
1: I think uh, so. Crazy. Nick was, was was being a bit humble and saying that he it was oldest dude but it was definitely
0: like right nick lives in new zealand right yep. yeah yep. and um but yeah i mean also i don't know if he could hear us it was loud but <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah just like you're saying it's amazing to meet people like that you're around all the people that are helping us m- live our lives basically and mm. give me the ability to travel around and dj and you know like i was trying to explain to someone this weekend the difference of what it was like when you were trying to travel with records and now with serato like it literally gave me my life in a way you know i couldn't do what i'm doing now without the you know serato and all this the digital djing thing you know what i mean and these mixers so
1: i think it works both ways though right like you guys of course and well i guess i'm i'd like to conclu- include myself somewhere. You in you're in there but <laughs> the dj world you know depends on these tools but we yeah. depend on the 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 companies depend on the dj's it's the chicken egg, I don't know, whatever it is, but right. the, it's a it's a ecosystem of some sort, coexistence. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but the digital um, aspect definitely changed everything in a way. Mm. You know, I mean, there's more DJs than ever, obviously. Mm. More it's easier to DJ. There's not a big of a barrier to entry, you know, where you have to buy all this stuff and do everything um and you can travel easier i mean i go i fly across the country with a backpack you know and then all the time yeah Yeah, it's crazy so the fact that i could do that like i probably would say no to a ton of gigs if i had to bring a ton a bunch of stuff you know
1: i think that's the best thing is the the digital revolution yeah it's like the this is the cool thing i think about in 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 our lifetime you know they had the industrial revolution yes and we're living through this digital revolution. Right. And it's so cool that to be part, just to be part of it and see all the cool things that are being developed. I mean, even like this yeah. Roadcaster Pro that we're working yeah. on. Shout out to Road and the microphones. Yes. Yeah, let's get our paycheck. But, <laughs> you know, like, look at that. Like, before there would be like a whole room and stuff dedicated. And we got flats over here with these cameras. And you'd be using film. And, yep. you know, like, editing that shit would be a pain. You know? Yeah. So, like, it's just so, like, the digital revolution is, is convenience.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Exactly. So, I mean, that's, um, yeah, I mean, and, and that's with the digital DJing thing. And then you guys have Serato Studio now, which you're really mm. focused on, right? Um, that's what we were doing mainly at Nam, you know. That was your main focus. Because yeah. it's almost like everyone knows... Almost like digital DJing is just called Serato at this point (laughs) for the most part. I think you guys are like the industry standard and it's kinda how how like making a copy of something is just called like a Xerox, even though that's the name of the company, (laughs) you know. So I think you guys have made it to that point where I'll be in the middle of nowhere and some guys like, Are you on Serato? you know, like they don't even know what they're talking about and they're just saying it. But so to introduce Serato Studio is your new, I guess. Project and challenge um, to get people familiar with that, right? Because Ableton is a big thing, but it's something that can work in conjunction with Ableton in a way, right? Like for sure, it. I've noticed that when I use it, um, well, the Serato sample inside of Ableton, but also Serato Studio, the standalone. I can like work my ideas out super fast, and then bring them in, in into Ableton.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what it what it's for. And you know, in Serato Studio, there are limitations, like you don't record audio into it. Right. So it's it's using your database of sounds or samples or whatever as opposed to a DAW like Pro Tools or, or Ableton where you're recording things into it all the time. Right. Um, and so there's always going to be a need. Well, not always, but to, you know, not necessarily, but yeah. at the moment. You know, yeah. Serato Studio is just a focused idea you know, an editing machine, you know, kind of right. Something that should be really um, convenient, especially if you are using Serato to DJ with. Yeah. And have all your cue points and all your things with grids and they just talk to each other so naturally because they share you know the so, same technology.
0: And and so like you wouldn't use Serato Studio while you're DJing, I don't think. No. Right. But the beauty of it is that all of the work you do in your library with the cue points and the grids and the edits and however you, you know, you have that shows up inside of Serato studio, right? Yeah. It translates. And that, and that's the thing is like uh, the, the recent thing that we added and actually shout out to
1: DJ city for this competition we're running, I think still currently right now Uh where you, we've added this thing called audio tracks, which is really just the ability to drag a a full song or a full acapella into your over into your Serato studio Uh and then chop it up with your cue points. So, yeah, it's if you if you you know always play the intro part of your song to mix in, and you know you have to do like a flip or or you have to do the cue points to get it. You yeah. can drag that file into Serato Studio, and then just choose your Serato DJ cue points, and then boom, 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 just place the cue points on the timeline with your audio track and export it out, and
0: then you've got to edit and like two minutes so you're saying that you could make the edit you could drag the file into serato studio make the edit let's say a shortened acapella or just acapella loop or something and then have the cue points in serato studio and once you export it they're in there once you're in serato well yeah i mean in in serato dj well in
1: serato dj
0: they write the cue points
1: in serato studio the cue points don't write to the metadata Oh, okay. Boring. That's what I thought you were yeah. saying. Okay. But the, the cue points come in from Serato Studio, and then you just... you Basically, it's probably much be- better for me to, ex- to like show it, but you just drag the cue points down, and that brings the pieces of the audio from the song into the timeline.
0: Oh, you drag the cue... Okay, I yeah. misunderstood. You drag the literal cue point, like, oh, this one's red, this one's purple, and yeah. then that brings in that part, and yeah. then you can make your chop from there. Exactly. Oh, that's crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah, so...
1: You Know if you're always doing the same thing, it's going to be really easy to do it in Serato Studio. Yeah,
0: oh, that's so cool.
1: In addition to be able to then all of a sudden throw in a drum beat, maybe and, and you know, sidechain that track and then make a bit more, you know, high energy edit or right anything like that. And then, additionally, one of the things that a lot of people may not know is that uh, there's two different types of beat grids. So, there's well, yeah, there's two t- different types of beat grids in Serato Studio. When you set a beat grid, do you set beat grids?
0: I, I mean I do I don't know I need to do it more sometimes I'm like oh this one's not right you know and then mm-hmm. I have to go back and then I rely on the program to do it a lot of the time mm-hmm. and then if I notice it's not right I just go back and fix it and um, DJ City Files always have the beat
1: grids right on them so right. it's kind of dope but if uh, and, and saying that you know that means that they're always going to be right in Serato Studio so oh okay so but if you drag a song uh, that's not been in either of the libraries into Serato Studio and say it's like a a live track, or there was any kind of tempo fluctuation, yeah. they use these things called adaptive beat grids, which figure out where the, where the you know the the beat grid changes. Oh, okay. And so then when you pull it into Serato Studio, it's actually got it right. And so, so, sorry, and when you pull it from Serato Studio into Serato DJ, the Serato Studio beat grid will actually be accurate in Serato DJ.
0: so oh. it's kind of like a little hack. That's dope. Yeah. Okay. And what if it's like. But when you're saying adaptive, it wouldn't adapt to like a uh, tempo change. It would, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's dope. I mean, uh, it, it's not going to work for every song, of course. But uh,
1: for a lot of songs, it's very good. Oh, that's dope. It's Much better than the Serato DJ, you know, algorithm. If you right. Will. Oh, so crazy! Hopefully, you'll see that end up in Serato DJ Monday soon.
0: Right, the the adaptive thing. Yeah. So that's only inside of. But if you set it inside of Serato Studio and then drag it into DJ, so DJ it will it'll be there it'll, it'll be, be there prepared, yeah oh that's cool because that's the thing sometimes with transition records or just records that like the Black new track. Drake future it just switches tempos in the middle of it and then you're like you know shit I have to like auto manually do this oh yeah that's a pain um, oh that's dope yeah. alright that's good to know um, are there any and so what are some other good <laughs> reasons to use uh, Serato Studio or like projects that you know it's the easiest to use that you know what I mean yeah um,
1: it's very easy I mean you can do obviously a lot of things in, in lots of different DAWs you yeah whether you use logic or Ableton and of course they're all all going to have their strengths and weaknesses but um, I think for Serato DJs or DJs that are getting into production it's yeah. also going to work with all the stuff that you already have so you already got a, a controller or a mixer that has cue points and you don't have to go out and buy like a MIDI controller
0: oh right like you don't need the akai mpc or whatever like you just use your thing you could even use your mix or dj mixer. right
1: yeah so that there's that and then there's also the fact that the a lot of the extra stuff is kind of stripped out of it so it's really focused on making beats or edits and you know uh, with that in mind as opposed to you know a a lot of daws were created for recording bands or Right, you know, tracking vocals. Like Even Pro Ableton
0: Tools. is based off the Pro Tools thing, and then exactly. evolved into this like exactly. more DJ quick workflow method, you know. But yeah. you can tell that it's made to record. Yeah, Others, yeah.
1: and that's and that's exactly what it's always going to be really good at. Um, yeah. But for you know the other products, and I think you know there's uh, other definitely other programs that will do things similar. But I, I'd like to think that Serato Studio has kind of like a familiarity, which yeah. is a, which is a real bonus. For sure. And, you know, obviously this the pitch and time thing, which is kind of yeah. Serato's thing, you know?
0: Right, even before Serato uh, Scratch, DJ, yeah. it was like, oh, yeah, for Scratch Live, uh, pitch in time was like your, the best pitch time you could get, right? Well, yeah. Or the only one, really. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
1: um, that's dope. It's that's quite r- coincidental, actually, that we're uh, doing the 2020, on the 20th,
0: of I, 20 podcast. Oh, my God. And it's the 20th anniversary of Serato. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, you know, thinking of stuff coming over here. And I'm like, I saw you guys post that it's the 20th anniversary of Serato. And we're on the 20. It's 2020. We're on the 20th. We got a lot of 20s going on. <laughs> so out. many 20s. Um, I just turned 20? No. <laughs> yes. I, I was hoping that you were going to say you were 20 years old. Um, <laughs> I am. <laughs> I'm 20 plus 20. Um, I'm... <laughs> That's uh, that's crazy. So, what are you guys doing for that? You put out a documentary, or
1: yeah, we uh, we yeah, with three part documentary, a, a three book. part, yeah, a uh, book, yeah, a book. It's really a, just a retrospective of yeah. you know, kind of the, the cool things that we've done, right. Um, and I've only been a part of a small fraction of it, but well, you've been there for what
0: ten years or so, seven. Okay, yeah, not twenty. Sorry, <laughs> not um, twenty. <laughs> I saw Sam last night, Sam uh, Griffin, Yeah, yeah, he's the man. He's he the man. he's like. He got me on Serato back in the day, and I remember, like, you know, it was AM and A-Track and Jazzy Jazz. There was a few people on it. and How did that happen? I don't know. Like, I met him, I mean, the, the internet. <laughs> <laughs> on the internet. I, I don't know. I don't even remember exactly. I saw him last night. We kind of caught up for a minute, and um, uh, it was... I don't know. Like I remember seeing that a track had been on and then I've always been very into, um, you know, pushing things forward and technology and all that. So when the CDJs came out, I got a CDJ, you know, just cause I was like, you can scratch something that's not on a record. And then when, you know, whatever it was called came out, final scratch came out. I got that. Tried oh, to switch yeah. over horrible. Didn't work. You know, I tried torque. I tried all the different things. Wow. Um, but Serato was the main one, and then I think there wasn't very many people on it, and I was on the, somehow I got in touch with him, I don't know if it was through the forums or something, yeah, and and he would help me out with everything and um, all that, and now he has uh, Melodics, right? Yeah, shout That's, out Melodics. Yeah, shout out Melodics. I, I was telling him last night, I did like a couple demos, and then I haven't been back, but I want to get on. He was saying five minutes a day, finger drumming. Nice. You yeah. should... Uh, like meditative.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like anything, you know, practice makes perfect.
0: Exactly. I think it'll help you with your DJing too, sure. you know. rhythm. I mean, it's really- you just want to be on and be able to hit. The, I mean, I hit the cue points on the S9 so much and the loops and all that stuff and it has to be on and sometimes I have to do it the exact same time I'm dropping something, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So I want to get on that melodics tip. But yeah, so you've been there for seven years. That's a pretty long time. Yeah. I've seen some Um, changes for sure, and I'm so excited to see the retrospective. You know, the documentary and the book. I mean, because like we said, you guys have changed everything in a way. So it must be pretty cool to look back on it. Um, It it almost feels like it wasn't that long ago, and it was so long ago at the same time. Um, Yeah, I mean,
1: that's what getting old's all about, right? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) No. Uh,
0: (laughs) What? so when when does the documentary come out?
1: Well, so part one I'm pretty sure is out already. Oh, it month. is? Yeah. On and YouTube? On YouTube, yeah. Okay. It's, I'm watching it's, that. It's super fun. It's pretty short, nothing too long. Okay. And then they'll just continue on. They've got lots of, of our favorite DJs and artists in there. So cool. It's really well done. Shout out to uh, the crew at, in New Zealand that kind of put it together. And Nice. It was cool, actually. I was a part of a lot of those interviews, like getting them yeah. all together and getting the artists and sit them down. And it was cool, man. It was like That's a, great. And then helping get some archival footage, um, you know, I work with, I work pretty closely with, with a lot of the, the you know, the big name artists that we, right. we, we work, we, you know, support. Yeah. And so I, it was cool, like heading up like a track and be like, Hey man, uh, we're doing some stuff. Can you send me some stuff? And he'd send me these crazy, like fo- uh, this footage and photos of him, you know, back in 2004 or whatever, wow. you know, and, and it's, it's, it's insane, you know, like. Yeah, this is the history. And, and I talked to Ronnie Size, and, you know, like, Brown Paper Bag was like yeah. oh, shit
0: bag. Oh, it's my favorite. I mean, I got the 12-inch, the album, all of it, like, on record. And, I mean, I even still have it in my computer. I have, like, the instrumental. I'll try to do little mashups with it. Yeah. That was one of my game. favorite songs, period. The, ba- the bass. Line. That stand-up bass. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> I mean I'm a bass player And that
1: thing was like Oh man I gotta learn how to play that bass line Crazy like, yeah. dude just, And the little guitar thing mm. on there
0: And like I mean that's one of the best songs
1: It's so dope it's, I mean that, that that was the Probably the one Quintessential drum and bass track Or jungle track Or whatever That really turned me on To that sound It was it, like
0: Yep Here should we play A little clip of it here Oh yeah why not Let's, let's do it Let's do it Here we go Keep talking about drum and bass on this podcast. Maybe it's coming back. You know what? Kind of is. I know. So good. I mean, when I exactly when I first heard a DJ, I heard I don't know who dropped that DJ hype or some drum and bass DJ. I'm like, what is this? Was it? I would just hear DJs dropping, and I was like, dude, I gotta get this song. That that. Wait, like what the hell's going on there It's so sick And it's so It's back in the day You can hear now too He like Had a bass player And then just would chop, chop it. it
1: yeah And that must have been So rudimentary
0: back then That's what I'm saying I was probably like Scrolling on an S950 And there was one with vocals And one I think there's like the Instrumental or something like So good Alright Rony size You're the best represent
1: represent that's right the the whole crew yeah
0: um dope there's also a um dj Khaled song called brown paper bag in my computer (laughs) (laughs) i see that um but yeah that was um that's so amazing so you got to talk to him and ask for clips and and different archival type stuff to put in the documentary
1: yeah and he uses like uh pitch and time a lot and he uses um sample or plug-in and stuff you know it's really cool like it's the coolest thing to be able to talk to somebody have a like a uh, introduction point because you know like yeah. how else are you going to go up to someone and have a conversation with them totally oh man I, I brown paper bag changed my life it's not really the best way to start a conversation right and they're like great
0: bro uh, don't <laughs> kill me in the elevator <laughs> uh, i think
1: about that man it must be so hard being like really really famous when I people know. are like just constantly giving you praise and you're just like how do i match your energy that you're right. giving to me right now you you know someone says you changed my life dude you're like Okay. <laughs> I'm not I can't say I can't really reciprocate that. Yeah.
0: because uh, you didn't change my life. This is a bit right I appreciate it. I know. But how do you really it is funny. go from there? I know. It's even with the podcast thing, like people listen I listen to podcasts of other people and eventually you feel like you've been on the phone with them for like ten hours <laughs> and you're best friends, but then they don't know who the hell you are. You know? Right. So you're like, yeah. You're like, hey you know,
1: then you're like, Oh, I don't know this person. You yeah, know, you're but, in their space, like your yeah. personal like they've allowed you in it's what a privilege you
0: know really yeah it's true so i know don't don't bother them too much (laughs) no um but it's hard you want to say it i've been there too where i'm like all right i'm around this person probably never see him again i gotta tell him what i think you know like um it's but there's a fine line just don't be crazy and take up all their time like I heard someone saying one time, well, <laughs> I have a kind of funny story. I was, I'm going to Sundance Film Festival this uh, Thursday okay. to DJ like a bunch of parties for a week. I've been going every year for, I mean, this might be like my 14th year in a row. Um, but I remember one year, like I had had a kid a couple of years before and I was like, I have a break between my sets. I'm going to go out on this little patio And listen and and call my wife and call my kid and just be like, how's everything going at home? And I go out on the patio and we could see the street below and I'm, it's like freezing out there and I'm on the phone. And all of a sudden, like I see everybody like on the street, like start gathering around and like looking up and pointing at me. And I'm like, oh, shit, they think I'm like a famous person or something. So they're all then it gets crazy. Like so many people are on the street, like looking up and taking pictures and they're (laughs) filming me on the phone. And I'm like, yo, what is going on? And I turn around, and Keanu Reeves is on the roof. (laughs) (laughs) And he's on the phone. He's screaming into the phone to, like, what I think is his agent. He's going... I just can't deal with it. It's just an energy suck. He's just an energy <laughs> suck. He's like, and it's like that's what he's talking about. I think like someone was trying to talk to him for so long. He's like it's an oh, energy yeah. suck. Well, and yeah. so now I constantly think about that term energy suck and that I thought I was famous and people were taking <laughs> pictures of me and Keanu Reeves standing by me.
1: That's <laughs> so pretty cool though. You caught some of that energy though. You <laughs> caught like uh, contact energy. Yeah,
0: yeah. I was like fake famous for a second, but <laughs> <laughs> you are famous. Okay. You are well, famous. Not, not to be on a roof and Everyone recognized me and <laughs> filmed me and you put got me taste. on TMZ. But yeah, I was like, "Yo, this is crazy." I'm like, "Oh, what's up, Bill and Ted's? All right, good movie. See you later." I did like that movie. Oh, so good. There's a new one coming out. I know. I don't want. It. I mean, it's like I don't know yeah.
1: <laughs> what to think. I don't. It's like that. You know. Sometimes things need to be left alone. It's a sacred right. movie. Bill and Ted's a sacred piece of art that needs to be respected. It is. <laughs> I know the Bogus Journey. Even you know what I
0: mean. I mean, excellent, excellent adventure, adventure. Definitely Bogus Journey. The Circle K. I know. I saw Circle K on a road trip with my kid, and I tried to explain to him what it was, and then stopped halfway through. Like, what am I? I can't explain Bill and Ted to my kid until I show him the movie. Like, I don't know when that comes in. He has to be like ten or something. Yeah, I'm sure <laughs> it
1: will resonate though in some way. You know, the attitude, the energy of uh, yeah
0: Valley dudes. <laughs> valley you know valley dudes re- resonate with everyone of course yeah, there's a valley dude in everybody <laughs> everyone's got a valley dude and an, an encino man inside of them you know <laughs> <laughs> shout out to poly shore um so i forgot what we were talking about but um <laughs> i
1: think 20th anniversary oh the 20th
0: right anniversary now. yeah so you you get to be in touch with those artists and i mean oh man i can't wait to see what you guys put together mm. and and see all the stuff that comes out of it and you, you do a lot of things, like you said, you're, you're in touch with the artists, um, just as artist relation, right. To sort of help them with their Serratos or push them forward to use other products or whatever, you know, you do. Right. I mean, are there other things you do with that? Um,
1: yeah. I mean, you know, if I just did that, that'd be pretty sweet, but, <laughs> but it doesn't, it's, it's often, um, it's, it's marketing really. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, Having a good relationship with people like yourself and, you know, the people that use our products is so much, so much better for a company. Yeah. uh, You know what? Relationships in general in life are really important, right? Yes. And if you're a company, you should invest in good relationships. And that's essentially what I do. Right. And then also, in addition to that, you know, without sounding too, like, weird, we leverage that those relationships and we do cool things with those people. Right. And by doing things like, you know, when you've come, come to the studio, we've had like sessions where we show you stuff and yeah. we give you stuff and, you know, you give us stuff by performing. You know, performing you yeah, know, doing. A video. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that it's like a relationship, you know, it, it should be give and take. And I think that a lot of people don't realize that that's a really important balance to strike. Yeah. And I think a lot of people think that, 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 that kind of stuff can just be bought. Right. And, and that's not, that always feels kind of shitty right you know, Yeah. it feels kind of like prostitution or just like yeah. you know it doesn't really feel authentic and i think that um i'm really lucky to have been given an opportunity to work in this kind of lane and i've learned a lot like uh, about you know personal relationships and how yeah. to, how to what how to how much to give of yourself and what what that means to people you know and, and right. if you pick up the phone
0: and you know when when people are in a time of need that people really appreciate that you know yes i think it does go a long way and i think you can apply that to anything like all the people listening is probably a ton of DJs like you have to treat your own self like that in a way you know what I mean like everybody thinks oh I need a a booking agent or something you know what I mean like you can't like you said you can't just buy your way in and you can't just um, take the easy way in by getting with someone that knows someone you know like it has to be you have to treat your relationships with care and authenticity, and be genuine, and like you said, help out when help is needed, and I mean, and just yeah, I mean, exactly. So I think that's like a lesson with a everything, lesson, you know. For sure,
1: and I, I mean, you if even if you do get
0: in buying yourself where your your way in
1: or or kind yeah. of piggybacking off somebody's else else's success, you're never really going to feel the full gratitude yeah. or, or satisfaction True. of kind of doing things for yourself. Yeah. And I think that that's just a maturity thing. You know, a lot of us, I was the same as you, man. I mean, uh, well, not you. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I was, I was the same as what you said earlier, you know, yeah. where I, um, I thought maybe I needed a booking agent or maybe right. I needed to do this or be friends with this person earlier on. Yeah. And I, I really wish all I,
0: DJs have gone through that. No right? way, Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I wish somebody was there. And I think that's a really important thing that we all kind of do and we need to do and yeah. be more kind of cognizant of it is like role modeling or mentorship or, or just being what we want to see and being the change.
0: Or whatever. No, it's so true. I think like the Beat Junkies school is a, such a good example of that. Mm-hmm. Like we, I talked when Dynamics was here and how like on the Beat Junkies side of things, you could see in their eyes and their face that like they're happy and they're giving back and they're modeling what they think should be out in the world in the future when they're not around anymore. You know, that's one of the coolest guys. Exactly. You know? and so I think that that is the type of example, you know, that... Oh, and like Jeff, you know, what Jazzy Jeff does. Exactly, the playlist retreat. And, you know,
1: even to what, you know, you guys achieved with the DJ City and the Vice thing, you know, you did the Beyond the Music. Beyond the Music, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, that's exactly what I do. I do workshops and things like that. And I really hope that, you know, if I can do anything, even if it's just, yeah, like this is how you should arrange your Serato library or don't, you know, make sure you know what a driver is and blah, blah, blah. As long as I'm able to kind of – or anybody, you're passing on a bit of, like, knowledge or experience, then you're giving something. And then you'll get it back in a lot of ways right? one way or another.
0: Yeah, I think it's important. I've tried to, you know, quote, unquote, mentor or whatever. I mean, I don't have, like, an organized way of doing it, but I'm here to talk to anybody or help Mm -hmm. anybody – Oh, you asked me up you know, on here. You're always yeah, you're a great yeah. Guy. And for younger DJ, even like I'm talking to Matsu, you know, and mm. he's like, I'm doing this, asking me questions. I'm like, I'm, I want him to be successful. You know, I want all these people to do great. You know, so I'm like, anything I could do to help. That's why even this podcast, hopefully, it helps people out there. And if they have questions, like, I just want everyone to be successful, yeah. especially the dope people. I mean, if they're annoying and whack, then well yeah you're, you're able out to,
1: you're, <laughs> well you're able to give perspective on what's what's right to do or what's not right to do. and then also it's entertaining as hell
0: yeah if you're annoying and whack then uh <laughs> you're out of here okay <laughs> got that in my computer from hip-hop trivia <laughs>
1: oh yeah hip-hop trivia is okay so you're
0: stuff. annoying and whack <laughs> that's what you get price is right
1: Man, last hip-hop <laughs> trivia I went to was so much fun. Steve oh, Wonder. Oh, yeah. Uh,
0: Shout out Sean Cantrewitz, Steve Wonder. Yeah, that was um, good. I've missed the past few, too. I've been so busy. But they've been killing it out at Blind Barber, first Tuesday of the month. Um, and I think they're working on a podcast and stuff, too. Everyone's oh. got a podcast. Yeah. Um, and you have a podcast.
1: Yes, yes. Uh,
0: through Serato, which is another really cool way that you get to connect with these artists right i mean i was listening to you talk to jazzy jeff and kenny dope together how insane is that dude yeah i mean you know
1: that that was like one of those things where i'm like not showing up unprepared i'm like i'm gonna research i'm talking to my homie from philly sunny james you know like you were very prepared it was great yeah and i was like i was so happy with the 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 like the questions responses, uh, the answers they gave, you know, like they were
0: very detailed, thought out. They weren't rushed. The answers they gave you, it was so fun to listen to, you know, like I was driving and just like, and then I started skipping through some of the other ones and I got to get through all of them. But, um, that's so cool. So how's that going for you? It's good, man. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's, it's quite a bit of work you uh-huh. know, and, and just
1: lining up the guests and we're trying to be as kind of like a calculated or whatever about it. Right. But to be honest, you know, I'm not really a pro podcaster or anything. And I've you're got, you're not weird. like me. I'm not like you. Like really. I'm like a
0: pro podcaster. Dude, I got to get okay. some sound effects. <laughs> I got to get the roadcaster pro. I'm going to set MIDI up a controller. class. Okay. A master yeah. class over here.
1: But, um, <laughs> when I get there, i will let you know. Uh, okay. Let me know when you, when I'll you, be your you mentor. <laughs> that's why. Yeah. Hey, exactly. Dude, I'm here for that. <laughs> and, um and but yeah, the the guests we got a couple coming up. I really recommend
0: checking out the Young Guru um, episode. Yes, that one was um, really really. I quite start. Annoying. I listened to the beginning of it, and then you know your thing gets all mixed up because a million podcasts popped up, and I forgot to listen to the rest. But thank you for reminding me. I'm yeah. gonna go back to that.
1: And we got another one with uh, Hector De- Hector Delgado from ASAP rockies like oh, crew. Or yeah. ASAP Mob. Right. Um, and then and that that that's the cool thing for me is sometimes. These podcasts are a really great way to showcase some of the people that are really, really important and really extremely talented. Yeah. But are kind of a little bit behind the scenes, you know? Yeah. Because there's a there's some weird shit about the music industry, um, and I can't I could not explain it to you, and I wish I could. But yeah, certain people get a lot of recognition while others get very little recognition. With yet the workload is not is not equal. I know. You know, like Hector Delgado is this kind of guy that's really behind, like. A lot of all, all the ASAP, all the engineering, a lot of the beats. Like he's Crazy. the guy, and and they have such a specific dope sound. Yeah, too. It's really stru- s- signature aesthetic. Yeah. and yet, um, not that I don't think he wants it, and that's maybe the other thing is that he likes the privacy. But right, yeah, here's this guy who's like contributed a lot to the world of the music that we love and and care about, and yeah. he kind of just takes his back seat, but. It was great to talk to people like that. Yeah,
0: that's so dope. Yeah, like on the first episode of this, we had Miles Beard on, and he's an A&R and um, a manager, and, like, the amount, like, exactly. He does so much behind the scenes that I know about, but a lot of people don't know. You know I mean? Mm. He's behind all these songs coming out from Charlie Puth and Alec Benjamin and Pink Sweats and and then all these other people from David Guetta to, like, all kinds of people, and, Mm. you know, you have no idea these the process and the teams that are behind all, all of that. you know. Yeah, it's not just like they wrote a song and put it out. There's yeah. so much more that's going so on. So the podcast thing is cool, and it's cool for you to be able to connect with them and give them, I think, a platform to, you know, spread their name or... Or oh, their stories. Yeah, their like, story. I
1: think that was the big takeaway from, like, the Kenny Doeb stuff uh, and, J- and Jazzy Jeff. Not only their relationship is really interesting, but just...
0: Like, right, I didn't even know a lot of that stuff. Even when you were like, how'd you guys meet and stuff? You know, it's like... Cause that's the thing I, of anyone, I should know this stuff. I've followed them forever. I know their stuff. I, you know, everything, but you don't know, like, how do you know? And, and that's the cool thing with a lot of these podcasts is that I learn. it's, it's almost like the ancient storytelling thing. You know, like we don't get to, we get these bits and pieces from Twitter or bios or whatever, but uh, you know unless you read a book on somebody you're not gonna know so something like this you can really find out about them
1: Yeah, even then you just do you you'll only get like a yeah. certain perspective right. hearing that people talk about like their first experiences like like man I think Kenny talk, Kenny Dog talked about like DJing with a reel-to-reel machine and then like yeah going digging with Dylan He was saying
0: Jeff. there's a real reel-to-reel machine. Oh, no He was saying they brought it into the club. Yeah, at, like they would do the stuff at home and then make the make those like um yo you know what blew my mind on that was oh for all you guys out there to look up the podcast called serato unscripted that's what it's called but the one something that blew my mind was that gunshot song oh yeah when he was like oh yeah all the jungle djs used to put it on 45 and play it and mix uh drum and bass into it and i'm like you're right. I didn't even realize that. <laughs> that's what they were doing because it there was no pitching time back then. They're on yeah. a record and they're pushing play. It's it sounds all weird and sped up, but it sounded super dope to me because I it took me a while to even realize what was happening with the drums on drum and bass and how they were the all all pitched up. Yeah, yeah the and then you slow it uh, down and go, oh, it's the same drums, you straight know? out of Compton. Yeah, yeah, it's insane. So that blew my mind too. You know, just just the beginning of your podcast had so much stuff, but that's so cool that you get to. Connect with probably our, our idols in a way um, and give them a platform, but also, you know, uh, spread the word, mm. you know, for everybody to learn and for younger DJs to learn and stuff. Well, that's the thing. And I think that's also going
1: back to that mentor thing is what kind of makes a legend a legend is that, you know, they're not only just like making a hot song, they're kind of having a career. Yeah. And that's something that we don't talk much about in this music industry is like having a career. Yeah. And how hard that is. Like, at one point in that interview, I don't, know, I'm not too sure if it was part, if it was edited out or not, but like Kenny was kind of like, you know, I'm not really getting booked like I was, you know, whatever. And he's kind of like, you know, like almost like, am I, is this my time to kind of bow out? I'm like, right. But you're Kenny dope. Like, yeah, no, you cannot quit. Like in right. my mind, I'm just like, there's, but then no he's way. like, are you going to pay me? Yeah. <laughs> you know? But you know, it's like, yeah. heads, all this, like the amount of music that guys made. Right. It's like, so you th- should
0: have a lifetime pass to never quit. No matter what, like everyone just puts in a pot for you of money. Yeah. <laughs> to, and like, those guys are all you.
1: grinding hard. Like Jeff still tours, like crazy. Non-stop. And A track tours. Like these guys, yeah. are crazy. Like they're, these guys, it's not. It's not like they just did one thing and that was it, and they just cake up off after you know forever off of it. Yeah. It's like a lot of continuous work, right? And I think um, there's a lot of misconceptions about what it is to be in the industry or what you know what you can do in the industry and how it all works. Like you were saying with with Miles, you yeah. Know, there's so many little roles and so many lanes that you can get your yourself into. Yeah, and even what I do or you know what you do. You know, right. I know you do so many corporate events, right? Like this yeah. one you're talking about Sundance. No, there's that. That's a lane in itself, and then you do like all the touring and and playing in these in different old cities around uh, North America. Like,
0: yeah, and that comes back to the relationship thing. Like this Zoomies event I did. I mean, it was crazy. They bring up the craziest lineup ever. Yeah, like, was I, on the lineup. Well, I, oh, I DJed Monday night just myself for like the. Cert- I don't know what group of the employees it is, but and that's like one of the craziest parties ever. I'm playing like. From Rage Against the Machine and Nirvana to like Roddy Rich to like a Motown set to like, it's the most open format set ever. And they're like crowd surfing. And wow. then the next night, they have a surprise lineup, kind of like at the do over or something. So they know something's going to happen, but they don't know what it is. And I knew the whole time. But so I open up. And then right after me, that band State Champs um, came out, who I wasn't that familiar with. But then I heard their big song, and I was like, oh, I know this group. Okay. Um, and then right after them, Baby came out oh. and did a full show. Nobody oh. even knew he was there. Insane. Um, Shout out to and Carolina. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right oh building. yeah, yeah. He's from Charlotte, mm-hmm. and he got out of jail in time to come there. Oh, <laughs> I guess right. he had he been her, in right. Miami. I was like, I hit up the dude. Like, yo, uh, is he gonna make it? And we're like, yeah, he's out. Um, but he came out. He killed it. You know, super pro. Like, great show. He had these crazy babies with him.
1: <laughs> Actual babies.
0: Like huge babies. Like oh. in like blow up suits that oh, were like eight goodness. feet tall. I was like, that's no. no. Good to have a child. <laughs> they had these babies and. <laughs> Backpacks they pulled out <laughs> No, no it, was like, it was like These crazy like blow up Like baby doll But they were dancers It was the dancers oh. But they're inside of a baby costume Man that just makes me think so of So like movie. twerking babies
1: That makes me think of that movie um, Chick Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs <laughs> And there's that big baby dude Do you know that? Have you seen I, that don't, I didn't
0: see the movie I read the book with my kid But oh, I don't remember it You gotta watch that movie with your kid It's crazy Oh my god yeah, we'll we'll watch it sometime. Yeah, he so he did that, and then um, oh, also his DJ definitely uses the drop, uh, uh, you know, sampler function on Serato What's because the, uh, he plays. Got the you got the Funk Flex bomb there. He uh, yeah he's uh, you know he's uh, <laughs> yeah no he doesn't do that he didn't do that ever he <laughs> did he plays this that's not. Uh, that's not the baby, that's my baby. <laughs> and it's just a girl saying that, but he plays it like seven thousand times. Wow. <laughs> like he'll be like, that's not the baby, that's my baby, that's not the baby, that's my baby. <laughs> and, then, and then maybe he'll do a little uh, you know. Okay, oh, good, good. As long as he's <laughs> got a couple of those in there or straight. <laughs> do a little Get your hands up <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, but he uh, but he killed it. Super dope show. And then right when he gets off stage Emo night, you know who that is? Oh yeah, Atiba Jefferson
1: and the crew, right? So
0: they came up and they brought Alex from All Time Low, who randomly I was on tour. I I got to open for Blink One Eighty Two for yeah, a whole summer for three and a half. I called you a few times I on was stage, on, yeah, like because it was the switch over time from the S Nine had just come out and the uh serato dj i was i was trying to get fully on there so i remember calling you a few times you saved my life uh thank you
1: and you've done stuff with travis as yeah, well,
0: right? yeah yeah travis and i do some drum dj things and hopefully we got some stuff coming up uh in the future with that again we'll oh, see what goodness. happens but um we, we've been talking about it and um um but yeah the um Oh, so so they so All Time Low was on the tour with us and the singer, one of the guys from All Time Low came up with the Emo Night people. Oh, dope. And if you guys don't know what Emo Night is out there, it's it was this night in L.A. that was just, you know, an excuse to play My Chemical Romance and, and Fall Out Boy and like stuff like that. Panic at the Disco and all these songs that they love and kind of like the set I was doing before um, uh, Blink-182, but it's it's become this huge touring thing. I mean, I went to the shrine auditorium and they had Travis Barker DJ it and there was a million people there. And now they toured around. It was just, they have emo night, Brooklyn and emo night, this, that. And, um, I think they're, they have emo night merch with their, which they're selling at zoomies now. No way. Yeah. That was like their announcement on the stage, um, which is a great idea. And they, They put on a really good show, but just to have that weird combo, like, um, was nuts. But they, they, the thing that I realized seeing them was they don't really DJ. They play the song and have the whole crowd get super into it. And they're very good at like being with the crowd and the crowd control. And then they just go on to the next song. Like in a way I thought, Oh, I'll kill this if I DJ. And then I'm like, Oh, maybe my, my style would have to change, you know, to do that party in a way. Totally. Um, it's interesting. but yeah, so, but the, the point of what I was saying was that I've been doing that party for well over 10 years, probably 12 or 13 years. And that's a relationship based thing, you know, and I did that this Monday and Tuesday. Then I came back and did Borgata, um, in Atlantic city. And I've been doing that for over 10 years. And then I go to Sundance film festival. Like I said, I've been doing over 10 years. So I think, you know, the relationship thing is just such a big totally. thing, you know, to keep in mind. Um, for all you DJs out there.
1: Just humans,
0: period, man. Exactly, yes. Just be a good person. How about that? <laughs> it's a people, hey, you know man, what I mean? I'm
1: pretty sure it's one of those religions where they say treat others like you want to treat Yeah, exactly. for straightforward.
0: Like, it's just like I don't understand people that are that or they're so competitive or they feel like there's not room for everybody else. Like when I hear of new good people, I want to meet them and I want to support them and I want to help out, you know, unless they're a jerk. But... Um, yeah. Can I say one thing on yes. that though? Yeah, I would
1: like to. I would like to request if you're DJing before somebody. Yeah, and you you know it's time for that switchover. Yes, that that dreaded switchover. Yes, everybody knows that the switchover is an important time in a DJ set. Yeah, that's right. You know what? You should stick around. Just try and help out. Make sure the next DJ. Feels like he's got your back. Right? You got
0: his back. I always do that. I try to help out so much, but yes, a lot don't of just, the time. Don't just walk out of that booth. That's disrespectful. <laughs> I have some manners. I know.
1: You know, even and, and just just help out. You know, maybe whatever you got to do. Right. Know, flick the switch for him or something, or just yeah, just make something. sure that they are good and going before you Yeah, don't you put on a short edit or, <laughs> yeah. you know. Don't screw them over. That's something.
0: just not well, I'm not down for I've that. I've been in that situation a lot. I've been in ones where I could tell the person did not want me there. They were pissed off and yeah. tried to, you know, that? fuck me up. I'm like, yo, come on, dude. Yeah. We're all trying to. We're all just trying to do a good job. Right. And, you know, I yeah. wouldn't
1: kick the, the ladder out if I was trying to climb up a hill. Right. So,
0: yeah. And just, like, make your switchover smooth, too, if you're the one coming on. Don't just try to, like... Oh, it doesn't matter. You yeah. know, like I try to make it as smooth as possible. Totally. And then if I'm going to go into an intro, I'll play a couple songs and then go, okay, here we go. Yo, DJ Spider in the house. Set them up. You know, yep. yeah. But yes, that is very true. Um, you reminded me of something when you said request, because like we I was talking to someone this weekend about requests and just, you know, how they're annoying and stuff. And yeah. I was saying, oh no, it was last night at the Serato party. We were talking about requests and I was saying, I think the word is the bad part like because when people put in a request they expect it to be fulfilled right so it's if a you demand. Just give it yeah give it a different name like i was saying i was at a i was djing one time and someone came up and i don't think english was his first language sure and he comes up and he goes excuse me i would like to wish for a song oh that's good and i was like you can wish for as many songs you want, dude. Let's. Get. Did he do this? <laughs> no. no okay. Actually, I don't know. It was like we were in San Diego, and but I was like, I love you, man. Like yeah, that's Of great. course, you can wish for a song. Like you, I've wished for a lot of things, and it hasn't come true. <laughs> exactly. So you can I've met and, it.
1: You've met at expectations yes, really well. You're
0: wishing it. Let's go, dude. But the request thing, I mean, get out of my face, please. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, I, I'm I'm
0: okay with request. Me too. But it, it is it is definitely, not a demand. It's not a demand. Yeah. Yeah. I'm cool with the request. I just don't like when they ask if I take a request at this point like you just wasted so much time and breath I'm in between the mix like hey do you take requests okay what happens when I say yes you know what or what happens when I say no I say no you're gonna make the request anyway what do you usually say I don't know like I keep changing it like a lot of sometimes I'll just say no right. but then I noticed when you say straight up no to their face people cannot comprehend the word and they just look all bewildered and then they go what do I do Oh, um, well. Can you play Two Chains? And you're like, no. You just asked for the request. Like, <laughs> yeah. I just said no. What part did you? And understand? then if I say yes, a lot of the time the thing that annoys me is they go, oh, okay. Um, uh, let me think. I'm like, no. If you don't have it ready to go, you're out. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's and true. then also then the do you take requests? Like, just come up and go, yo, you got Two Chains Future? Sure peace that's all you got to do you just use the amount of time breath that's voice. a good point yeah that's all you need you know you
1: get the concise uh communication yeah, yeah. like yeah.
0: i've had people come up and then they come up and they go what's next what's <laughs> next i don't know even yeah. i don't
1: know I, I like if someone asks me if, if i need to take a request <laughs> if if i take requests i'm always really i try and be really delicate about it and i say uh it depends on what the song is that you're requesting right and then it kind of puts the ball in their court like well i have got an opportunity here yeah. but i better make it's it a better good, be one. good. Yeah. and then if they, if they say something that's totally not right i just say oh we don't play that um we're not playing that on this night you know like right. i think for a long time i had a night on sundays with the guys uh, in vancouver and it was a hip hop night and you'd yeah. get the you'd get the odd person that would come and be like hey, can you play calvin harris i'm like no nah, you're on the wrong spot bro like we're playing right. hip hop tonight so that's a good way to put it if you want that you got to go to the other spot yeah
0: and you'll be right and it's like exactly. kind of like
1: you know just You're in the wrong... That's not what's happening. This isn't...
0: But that doesn't work a lot of the time. I've tried that. I know it's... it's You know, I saw Larry David get interviewed because Curb Your Enthusiasm's coming on and they were like... (laughs) He was like, I hate taking pictures with people and then Conan was like, how do you get out of it? And he's like, oh, I have the best method. He's like... When people come up to me and ask it to take a picture and we're inside, I say, oh, no, no, I don't do that inside. I don't take pictures inside. And then when they come up to me outside, I say, oh, no, I don't take pictures outside. So I'm like, I'm going to use that for the DJing. i am be like, oh, no, we're doing an indoor club tonight. So we don't play that song when we're in the indoor. Yeah, so, uh, on the outside. And then outside, you would be like, oh, tonight we're out by the pool. We're doing a lounge. We don't do that on the outside. <laughs> yeah, so great. maybe that'll work. That's a tip for you guys out there. Yeah, if you're <laughs> playing inside or outside. <laughs> that way you can be anywhere, they You're should on the be always <laughs> in the same spot, too. It's even better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're like, you don't even have an outside. Like, That's what I'm saying, man. Yeah, we don't do it ever. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's just so hard because I'll say also to them, like, it, what do you want to hear? You know, like, just tell me what you want to hear. I can't guarantee it, you know, but a lot of the time... I don't even know. Some girl came up and requested three things that I did not know. And I was like, either I'm fully out of it or she's like asking for some weird shit or she's really on top of her shit. I will say, though, there is nothing better than a good request. A good request. Sometimes I learn from it. And like I find a song that I like. I mean – Like I said, these Sundance parties I'm doing, I talk to the producers and directors and all this stuff before the movie, and they'll be like, can you get these songs or this vibe or all these instructions? And it's a lot of extra work, yes. If Mm -hmm. you're lazy, you don't want to do it, but it's fun for me. I go through. I find all this stuff, and then that sets me up for the rest of the year. I have all this crazy new music in my sets that I never would have incorporated. That's what I'm saying. You can learn a lot. I, I, do definitely, learn a lot. I think
1: I learned Rihanna Needed Me was a request I got once and I was like, Yeah, I didn't know that song. I was like, this is great.
0: Yeah. And hearing other DJs play, it's just great to hear like, oh, they're playing that
1: edit or that works yeah. here
0: or you know, that kind of thing. Do, um,
1: do you do you go out of your way to I mean, you know, when you're doing a, a, a paid or corporate gig, you yeah. kind of you're do you how do you approach that? Do you kind of try and put your spin on everything or
0: Yes. Yeah. I try to make sure it's me, you know, like within it, like, I don't want to be too corporate. I don't want to be too, um, just basic. You know what Mm. I mean? I'd rather be a little bit different and weird and to stand out and be like, Oh, who was that person? You know? So yes, you're running the risk of them not liking you, but, Mm. um, you get booked for the thing that you did. That was a little different. Yeah. I mean, I try, I try to, um, just put, just be very eclectic, but I, I approach it still from, a hip hop dJ standpoint, if that makes sense, like I'll still be playing indie rock and probably like tastefully do doubles or scratch or, mm-hmm. you know, mix in some of the stuff from my nightclub sets into with other stuff. and um just really try to like, i I mean, I really just try to read the room, you yeah, know yeah, of so. Course. like I did these golden globes parties and I did one where it was more of a party and people were going to dance, but the beginning part was kind of loungy. You know what I mean? So I play fun stuff. I'm ramping it up. You know, I'm watching them go. The next night was so intimate and so small. They're like, we don't want anyone to dance here, but we want people to notice the music and it to be a good vibe. So it's low pressure, but it's high pressure, you know, Mm. because like I'm right there in front of the people and I want to make sure that they're having fun. But, I don't want to make it too crazy and play like ladies, fellows, you know, like, here we go. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, this last one I did was like just stress city. Cause like I'm in the room and, and it was for Netflix. And then, um, they go, everyone should be showing up soon. And I'm like DJing. And all of a sudden this like woman walks in and uh, she's wearing kind of like I don't know, like a black sweatsuit or something. and Because everyone is really dressed up for Golden Globes. And then the guy walks in right after and he's wearing shorts and like a leather jacket. And like, and I'm like, who is this guy? Turns around, it's Pharrell oh. and his wife and me. And those are the only people in the room. It was this <laughs> tiny room. And I'm like, oh, what do I play right now? Happy. So yeah, <laughs> no, oh my god, no. I thought about that later. I'm like, <laughs> what if I would have just put on happy right then? He would have been like, I'll kill you. I'm walking out. Yeah. <laughs> but I I knew I had heard interviews with him talking about that he loves Dilla and I know he likes all kinds of music, so I just tried to keep it real eclectic. And then about 10 minutes later like the head of netflix walks in with his wife so it's just them four and i'm like oh god here we go okay, yeah i, I got a really a hardest you know fight. that's the thing i'm watching and then all the people come in from the movies all the marriage story people and adam driver and this and that and as he's i'm sorry you know and i'm looking and i'm thinking oh i know he likes kanye and he likes this and i've seen him there you know and, and i'm trying to like just approach it from that standpoint like what would they want to hear but what can i do that's dope that i've kind of come up with on my own and stuff you know i said to my girlfriend who dj's as well
1: um when she was like asking me like you know what do you do when, like when you dj in a different place you know like yeah how do you figure out what you're gonna do and i'm just like you know i sometimes i just focus on somebody in the room kind of like what right. you're saying yeah and if it's a, especially I, I try and focus on somebody that i'm gonna relate to more yeah and then i'm like i'm just gonna play music that i think they like right and i just kind of do like this you know i try and figure out what would be their thing. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm definitely like breaking them down. Like, what are they wearing? Like, who are they? You know, where are they from here? You know, like trying to get a a, a vibe, but that always helps like kind of set like a, kind of like, you know, a template of like, Oh yeah, I should probably, you know, go this way or that way, you know? Um, And then if, if they get
0: up, then you're like,
1: yeah, I just did. I just killed it. You know, yeah. it's just like that. About one person. Or exactly.
0: A couple or that group. Yeah. Saturday night I had that at this group of girls and I'm like, all right, they're the most hype people here. <laughs> I'm going off what they're <laughs> doing because if the crazier they get, the more everyone around them is going to go crazy. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Um, what, um, I wanted to ask you about just a follow up on this Serato organization, um, thing, like your crates and music organization. Yeah. Um, Dynamics had this whole method that he had learned from Excel. Excel had this whole method of not using crates, which is cr- um, crazy to me, but works for him and is dope. And, like, you know, he had his tags were just unbelievable and just helps him navigate real quickly. And um, are you very organized, like, in your library? I'm not. <laughs> right. Just full disclaimer. Um, I mean,
1: I think I'm I, I, I think I'm organized to a point. You know, right. like, I still use iTunes. Yeah, me too. And I mean, I, I use iTunes mainly because, like, when I double click something, it goes right into this folder and everything done for me, which yep. is really nice. Yeah. And you know, I mean, as a company, Serato's like, don't use iTunes, and I get it. Um, iTunes is like not our program, so yeah. If you use iTunes, and then all, all of a sudden Apple tries decides to change something, like they did recently with Catalina yeah. uh, and changing it from iTunes to Apple Music, yeah, um, there is a possibility that you just don't have control over your shit anymore, um, and that's obviously the worst case scenario. But um, the good thing is is that like Serato, the way it works, it just reads file paths. So if you, if you know anything about computers, you know that what Serato is doing is just looking for where it's located on your computer. Yeah. And as soon as you move it, then it doesn't know where it is and it will go missing. Right. So you just have to keep make sure that wherever you put your music, you keep it there. Right. If you move it or you change any kind of the, the you know, the folder names that it's within the file structure. Yeah, exactly. Right. Then it's gonna go missing. So don't move your files in any other program than the program that you're using that you need that depend on it to bring in. Right. So if you're gonna move something um and you know, on your computer, make sure you move it within Serato. And that's the crazy thing, is that I'm always kinda of shocked at how few people understand that there's a files panel in Serato. Yeah, I know. And that you can move things in that files panel around. And then when you do, you get this like option of like copy, move or save uh, um, or cancel, sorry. Um, yeah. And if you choose to copy it, then you create a copy of it. And then if you choose to move it, then it'll move it for you. Right. And you won't ever miss, it won't go missing because you've told it, you've told the program that you're using
0: where you want to move it to. Right. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people use that.
1: Though. No, no, a lot of people do not. And you know... Maybe that's just an education thing that we need to be better at um, Right. I need to be better at. But I do tell a lot of people that. I tell all of our educators. Yeah. And I show a lot of people that kind of
0: stuff because, you know, a lot of people when they get music. I don't use that enough. You know, I'm clicking on it right now looking at it like, damn, that would be better, you know. Yeah, it's really the shit. And for the moving it around, I don't know why I go into the other part. It's like one extra step that doesn't need to happen.
1: Right. And most music will end up in your downloads folder if you're downloading it. So yeah. chances are you don't want it to stay in the downloads folder. You no. probably want to put it in your music folder. So you can do that. You can play it right from your downloads folder, but when you would want to move it to the folder or crate or wherever you want to put it, if it's not in iTunes, then you should do that in the files panel in Serato DJ. When you
0: move it, let's say you oh, you double-click in iTunes from downloads, you play it once, and then you realize, oh, I need to put it in a different folder. If you move it then later, will it show up red? Or what What do you have to do? Do you have to copy it? or Well, you can always tell
1: when a fi- file is in iTunes because it has the iTunes logo right, right next to it. And that
0: will be in the the file that iTunes puts it in. But what if you do that, it's in there, and you're in downloads, but then you're like, you know what, I want to put it into January 2020 files or something. Would you go into files, move it from downloads to that folder, and then Serato would recognize that, or would it turn red? Well, it kind of depends on, you've got two things going on here, right?
1: You've got iTunes, that's going to do one thing, and that usually creates a double of the folder file that you've downloaded, right. right, and it puts it in its own folder relative to the artist name, the yeah. album, you know, etc. Uh, yeah, the 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 file structure of right. however iTunes does its thing. So if you've still got it in your downloads folder, you probably have a double of the same fo- file. Right. Okay. So, so you it, could delete that. You could delete that. Yeah. As long as if
0: that file that you've deleted isn't the one that you dragged into, Soroto and you DJ. have to make sure your iTunes does that double up thing because mine doesn't do that actually. Okay. Yeah. Right. But by default, that's how. Right. That grows. is. How, yeah.
1: By default. Um. And you know, iTunes is um. You know, it does a good job, but it is literally creating a copy of a file. So right. You know, you've got one in your downloads, and then you've got a copy of it, and
0: they both will have different information yeah. on them. If so you're not careful, you'll have double duplicates. Your whole hard drive will be filled up. Yeah.
1: So that's kind of like the yeah that's that's a really important thing to understand about computers yeah and I don't think that that's that's that uh, if I could make a general statement I think that uh, us as DJs and especially I I can only speak for myself really but um, I never really had a, a computer that I used and organized files and music on until I got Serato so all of the computer knowledge yeah. I've got has become has been because I had to use a computer to DJ or right. I wanted to do use a computer to, d- yeah. to DJ. I, the only thing I ever used a computer for was recording vocals or my beats into it before. Right. And that was very easy to organize because it only had like 20 beats or something yeah. you know, yeah. at that time. Um, but you know, that's the, that's the, that's the learning curve. And I think that a lot of people never really took the time to really understand how computers work. Understandable, but it, it's a really good idea to learn how a computer works if
0: you're, life depends on it. yeah exactly income. if your entire job d- depends on it mm. um that's dope and do you use like smart crates and stuff like oh, yeah, that yeah. yeah smart crates are great man i mean yeah
1: i think especially uh for any kind of working dj that is going to need like a you know clean music yeah i have a clean smart crate and i just yeah, have the rules set too. yeah for clean and then all the music goes in there and I never have to worry about anything in that
0: crate being dirty, you know, offending a child or, you know, yeah, lady. I have an acapella one too. And it's like every different way acapella can be spelled. So I make <laughs> sure I get everyone in there. because, yeah. like on the Benzie site, he'll spell it with two C's and on other sites, they spell it, you know, mm. so I, I, they all go in there and then I have it, um, keyed out. So then I can just know all my, acapella. and then I have one that's, Acapellas and instrumentals only. Mm. So just in case I want to come up with weird blends, I just oh. have that and it's constantly updating. And and then I can organize it by key and yeah. BPM next Save to each your other. time a lot, man. Yeah. So and that's you can some do other tips. things.
1: I mean, smart crates can be good for you know all sorts of shit. Like it just depends. I have key crates, key smart crates. So it's all done by like the number of the key. If you use the Camelot wheel, I have like five all on a key. You know, all one yeah, to twelve. And that way I can. I DJ in those a lot, actually. That's one of the ways I, I find I'm I, I put together mixes and ideas. And if I'm like just improvising, right? I will just DJ out of these these key crates because I know that as long as I know the song well enough to, uh, you know, choose another one that's relative to it, if, as long as it's in the same key in the BPM, then I'm kind of good. Yeah, you know, and I can come up with some kind of happy little things that go together, you know, well. And I just kind of scroll between, you know, the, the keys. It's right. really great.
0: Yeah, it's, I know, same. I, I have all those key folders, and I'll just go into them and be like, wow, I did not think this would go into this. <laughs> or just figure out ways, you know, be like, that sounds dope.
1: I think there's even a... I think I made a YouTube video about how I
0: did it, how I set it up. And if I haven't, there should be one by somebody. I mean... Yeah, I'm sure if you, you look it up. You can find anything on there. That's dope. Um, I, um, I wanted to add... I mean, we didn't even get to talk about a lot of your um, personal stuff, you know. So you... You know, you're a DJ yourself. I mean, you've been a DJ for a long time, right? I mean, yep. From and you're from Vancouver, or you're from New Zealand, or I was neither. Born in New Zealand. Oh, yeah. I've been born-
1: in Vancouver for like 20 years, so I, okay. I, I do really claim Vancouver pretty hard. Yes. Um, and that's where I will live most likely for the rest of my life. So
0: right. But do you? Um, is that how you got linked up with the Serato people, or is that just a random coincidence that you're from New Zealand? Uh, it was a bit of both, really. Um, yeah. So yeah,
1: I mean. Yeah, when I left New Zealand, I was uh, 18, and that was a long time ago. Yeah, um, without aging myself too much, it was definitely <laughs> before Serato came out. Yeah, and um, and then when Serato did come out, uh, they they ended up hiring people that I just used to skateboard with, that's and and crazy. do music with. So Nick, who's the pro- the like the chief strategy guy, mm-hmm. he's like a, a buddy I used to like shop at a skateboard shop that I used to work at, and he used to DJ, and we'd like talk about making beats and stuff together and skateboard and. And then Michael, who's our product, ma- our project product manager, product owner, he is a, is a guy I actually skateboarded with, was friends with, and smoked my first joint with, and all these sorts of cool That's shit. That's so funny. So there is, yeah, there's definitely kind of, I guess, a sort a certain
0: way in that I got through from that. Um, yeah, well, it's kind of like a meant to be type thing in a way. Yeah, <laughs> you moved so far away, and then somehow ended up back with them.
1: Yeah, and I moved back to New Zealand in 2012 to work for a and then. um I ended up moving back to Vancouver because that's really where my, my heart is. That's where my me and my girlfriend live, and yeah, we have a dog, and you know I have a house, you know, a townhouse. Yeah. house and
0: like, I know you as a Vancouver person, and <laughs> and that's
1: where you I, I really cut my teeth, and I I have I really like love Vancouver. I love the story of like I came to Vancouver, and, and I love that. They kind of welcomed me, you know. Yeah. Like a lot of motherfuckers. Sorry. A lot of cities are. Yo, can be a really lot st- A lot of motherfuckers. A lot of can be really stink faced and just like not be yeah. open. And even in New Zealand can be like that. Yeah. And so sure. when I f- when I came to Vancouver, I felt very at home and welcome. And I you know found this r- cool record store called Beat Street, and then I got a job there, and all these sorts of really cool things happened. I got my first gigs, I put out music, and I was welcomed. You know, I was yeah. like, there's no better feeling than that. And I linked right. up with Marvel and the freshest, and we we played the rub and we met, you know, DJ 11 and, you know, we did all these things together and it was like, man, I knew headspin. Like I, I played with DJ headspin who's, you know, a world champion DJ. Oh yeah. One of the best. Just, you know, there's so many little cool things about Vancouver that have happened in the time that I've been there. And I'm so glad to have been able to be part of that, you know, in any way. And, you know, it's still to this day, I'm so proud of like the new generation, like the, like the Nick bikes and, you know, the pomos, Nick wisdom, um, and all, you know, like Amalia, like there's lots of homegirls and home homeboys that I know from yeah. there that are really killing it. And even like the, you know, like Jewels is from, the ADM guy is from Vancouver. Icali's is right. from Vancouver. Falcons lived in Vancouver. You know, this whole crew chapel sound. There's like a lot of like cool shit that happened, you know, happening in parallel with things like the low end theory stuff that was happening yeah. in LA and like the West Coast culture. And it's like, I'm, I'm it's great to see that a small city like
0: that has some kind of cultural, cachet and the big picture you know oh yeah for sure i mean you guys are west coast you're west coast representers <laughs> <laughs> we like to be um yeah vancouver is one of my favorite places honestly anytime i get to go there just yeah, from djing and yeah. yeah i haven't been there for a minute but a couple of years but i love it out there um and now you guys are like the uh hollywood also like oh yeah we filming so much
1: stuff right i was watching blade this morning in my hotel room and i was like blade i think was shot in vancouver and i was like i remember wesley snipes actually came into that record store that i worked at no way yeah and you know you know he's wesley snipes you know who you know he's like a pretty impressive person yes
0: and he was buying records and i remember, holy shit that's wesley snipes that's crazy crazy. yeah oh my god he's like into dance hall and stuff i guess yeah yeah. i heard (laughs) well he played
1: a lot of like classics you know like yeah like wedding like
0: classics that's funny it was dope um Well, I don't want to keep you here too long, but there's, like, so much stuff I wanted to ask you about. Um, And we got some questions from the listeners that were sent in online. Let's do those. Um, You want to do those? All right. Let's get into this. Uh, I got to have you on again, though, because I was going to ask you about, um, like, you, like, went on tour with Steve Aoki (laughs) and did all this crazy (laughs) shit, right? Like, you had to go with him when Serato was, like... First kind of scratch live Serato
1: DJ transition.
0: It was yeah. pretty hairy. Yeah, I mean, you had to like make sure his Serato worked with like cake batter on it. <laughs> <stuff laughs> yeah, at,
1: at Tomorrowland in front of seventy thousand people. I was standing behind David Guetta when he, that meme was created, where he was like super super K hold out. Just yes, like, really. I was like, I was right behind there. I was like That's watching that as that happened.
0: Yeah. Oh my god! All right, we gotta we gotta hear about that. Um, so let's see. We had Sean C wrote in. There's a bunch of people. Let's see. I'll go to the beginning. Um, this. Uh, Instagram thing isn't the most user-friendly thing. Keeps, <laughs> keeps quitting. But, oh, Matsu wrote in, what's the most common frequently asked question that you get that's super easy to fix? <laughs> that's that not knowing how computers work thing, probably. Yeah,
1: probably, yeah. Um, it's usually just, um, th- it's always drivers, man. I, I mean. It's always. It's always drivers. Yeah, just like update the driver or try Actually, to reinstall something no, before you hit them up. That's what it is. Matsu... The answer to your question is the security preference in Apple settings post high Sierra. Basically the security preference that Apple introduced that does that will block drivers from being installed on your computer because Apple is super high security yep. now. You just have to make sure when you install a driver for the first time, you get an option. It says open system preferences or okay. Click open system preferences. Not okay. It's No one reads the small print, but yeah. you need to open system preferences and allow a driver to be installed on any computer, Mac
0: OS computer, High Sierra and above. Yes. You showed me that in 2016. Yeah, very important. Thankfully, yeah, That's really easy. Anyone can do that. Okay. There you go, Matsu. All right. Beats by Grant. Okay. Shout out to Grant Shapiro. He asks can Serato DJ use a legacy feature to look like scratch live, like change the blue font or those all just. That's a good question. That's a good good. question. It's
1: not an uncommon one either, as a matter of fact, but at the moment that's, that's possible, Uh but it's not something on the roadmap, but we do get a lot of questions about that. It's, it's something that could happen.
0: Yeah. But um, I never even thought about that, but sounds cool. People love the Scratch Live colors. Yeah. I and mean, the cool colors. Let's yeah. Be real. I know. We got used to that green. That green and that orange, man. <laughs> um, and then, shout okay. Shout Virgil Abloh. DJ Vertico. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> DJ Vertico MTL. I'm assuming that's Montreal. So shout uh, out to Montreal. Canada again. Uh, will color crates ever happen? Mm. And will Serato effects be improved? Okay. Well, they were just recently improved. Okay, um, so there
1: you go, Vertigo. So recently there was an improvement that um, when you're using the Serato effects, uh, not the sound quality specifically, uh-huh. but that they will remember to be turned off on track load. So if you use oh, Echo Out good. a lot and you press Echo Out on a track and then you load another track, previously Echo Out would still be on. Yeah. So it would just be silence. Right. Now when you load a track, um, Echo Out will automatically turn off.
0: Oh, okay. All uh, right.
1: but, but the color crates thing, uh, not
0: nothing. just use emojis. nothing yet, but yeah, maybe down the road um, here's one you might like uh, from Yo yoli Oh yeah, shout out Yo Yoli yes um, she Vegas. asks in all caps, how are you such a genius? <laughs> okay <laughs> and what happens when you run into a problem LOL
1: It's <laughs> <laughs> a very good question but uh, I'm very fortunate to have a great team back at HQ that I just hit up if we're having problems. And that goes if, if there's ever a question I can't answer for someone Yeah, quick. I just kind of like report it to uh, the guys in, uh, in New Zealand and usually I get a very timely response if it's either something we're either fixing, will be fixing or, or unaware of and then we go through the, the process of fixing, yeah. fixing those things.
0: Dope. All right. So how are you I such a genius? I can't answer <laughs> that. I, I think that's a overstatement. Uh, he ate When he was young, he ate some really good uh, food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, last one. Let's see. Um, DJ Rage 310, If do you guys have any plans on making a mix studio software recording and edit? Um, well, I mean, they have Serato Studio. Yep. I and- think what you're asking, though, specifically
1: is something that we did called Mixtape, which was the bridge. Yeah, part of that project. Right. And, and you have answer-
0: link now, right? We got link which yeah. can is similar. I mean, you it's can utilize. It's
1: yeah, so there was like two aspects, same. but right. what he what I think DJ Rage 310 is asking. DJ Rage or just Rage? 310?
0: Um DJ Rage 310. DJ Rage there.
1: 310 uh, is specifically like recording in something and then being, then being able to edit it in a DAW like yeah. ableton or something. And that is definitely something we want to do with Serato studio because that's a very applicable and useful tool for a lot of DJs that are making mixes. Yeah. They just want to edit some chop shit up. I know. And I think with Serato studio, that's, that's uh, going to be part of the roadmap. You'll see something like that. Um, it's very likely because that, we now can have a pro, two programs yeah. that speak to each other and they do those things, so. right?
0: So if you implement it, it, that could be the place to record the mixtapes because yep. you guys have the the program. Oh, that's actually great yeah. to think about because yeah. I used to love the bridge, even though I didn't use it that much as much as I thought it would. But um, shout out to Ableton, man. Those guys are cool, uh, cool people, and
1: they great. make a great product. Great. And and ultimately, the the problem with the bridge is just that we both got really busy with our respective responsibilities right. of serving our communities and yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, they're doing their thing, and we're doing our thing, and we probably won't be able to do the bridge again, so that's why it's good we have Serato Studios. Yeah, so you great. You can that sort of thing.
0: Amazing. All right, we won't keep you here too much longer. I know uh, we were snacking it up, and now it's time for dinner. So... Let's do it. twenty 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 mad 20s <laughs> so out 20. here. Um, cut Corners, thank you so much for coming on The 20, presented by BeatSource. Really appreciate it. And um, I'm DJ Spider. The 20 Podcast is produced by BeatSource. Join us next week for more interviews as we discuss music that matters to DJs. Thank you guys for listening. We will see you next week. Peace. Peace.